Lord Bloodraw's nerve-wracking auditorium is made possible by Lord Bloodraw's Patreon supporters. Lord Bloodraw keeps the love of vintage horror and science fiction alive with three weekly shows. The Nerve-Wracking Auditorium, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve-Wracking Theater, the long-running syndicated TV series presenting horror and science fiction feature films, and the Patreon-exclusive series Lord Bloodraw's Cathode Zone, presenting episodes of classic genre TV shows. For more info, and to see the premiere episode of Lord Bloodraw's Cathode Zone, go to patreon.com slash lordbloodraw. Ah, I'm so glad you're here. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Lord Bloodraw. I host horror and science fiction films on my TV series, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rack and Theater, but here, in this cool, intimate darkness, I'll be presenting tales of horror and the uncanny solely for you, alone. In this auditorium within your mind, you will coalesce the settings and the players from the ether of your imagination. Your terror will be your own creation. This is the sorcery of sound, the subtle magic of old-time radio. Horror. Horror. at the door. You will not need them. This is Lord Bloodraw's nerve-wracking auditorium. Ah, we meet again here in the darkness, in this theater of your imagination, as we have many times before, but this occasion feels different. It's that time of year when those without our particular tastes for the unusual and the horrifying join us in sampling the sweetness of terror. It's the Halloween season once again, and to honor the season, we will present audio adaptations of classic horror tales throughout the month of October. To begin, we have perhaps the most famous and most adapted horror tale ever written, Frankenstein. By Mary Shelley. This version from The Witch's Tale. A brief note, The Witch's Tale presented Frankenstein in two parts. Both parts are presented here. And now, the world-renowned story, Frankenstein, from The Witch's Tale. Bringing you the witch's tale, written.
risen and produced by Alonzo Dean Cole. Young scientist, Madame Maurice. Just wait until he reaches my age. <laughs> Where is our Victor? In his laboratory? Is he ever anywhere else? Doesn't even come out for his meals anymore. What is he doing in there, Professor, that he's so mysterious about? I don't know any more than you do. Our Victor is a genius, and genius shares its secrets with no one. Professor Waldman, I'm worried about that boy. 
In the last six months, he's changed terribly. Changed? Yes. He thinks of nothing but this work of his. You know how much he loves his fiancée, Elizabeth. Yes, three times he's postponed their marriage because it wasn't finished. And I'm afraid of whatever he's doing. I feel it is unholy. Madame Maurice. Unholy, I tell you. Forbid me to enter that laboratory again. But he can't close up my ears. At night, I hear frightful sounds from there. The cries of animals in pain. And then from him who had always been so kind. He came out to triumph. And I've seen the same brutish-looking men bring in this house. Hideous things from the slaughterhouses and the... The Lord. Last week, the public executioner was here. He brought the body of that robber who was beheaded in the square. There is no need for you to worry. However disgusting the tools he employs, you may be sure the object of Victor's work is to benefit mankind. Mm-hmm. I hope you're right, but he's coming from the laboratory. They unlocked the door behind him. And the carry takes one would think their room was filled with gold. Good evening, Victor. I'm so glad you received my message. You came at once. Oh, uh, Madam Morris, it's a fatting cloak. I will send you to your sisters. In this awful storm? Oh, is, is that a storm? Is there a storm? Well, then you must call a cab. I'm sorry, but Professor Waldman and I must have the house alone. This is the night for which I've worked so long. The night on which I'll finish the crowning achievement of the ages. Victor, you are trembling with excitement. What have you done? Tomorrow I'll Switzerland shall know. My name shall ring throughout the world. And you shall know first, dear Madam Morris. Tonight you must go. You must go now. You mean your work is ended? Yes. There will be no more dead bodies coming through that door. No more horrors from the no, no, house. No, no, that's over. That's over. Now, now go. Go, go, I'm go, going, go. I'm going. I'm going. Even though I catch my death of cold in this awful storm, it will be worse. Go, go, go. Please go. Victor, what have you discovered? Victor, she's out of hearing. She wouldn't understand. She's gone. What is it? Come in, please. Come into the laboratory. Professor Waldman. In the true presence of death, I have wrested the secret of life. Life? Yes. I, Victor Frankenstein, have created man. Look at him there. If I did, I fashioned it. His organs, his limbs, his brain, his external strength. A beautiful sleeping child. Uh, but sleeping only until I give him life. Now the time has come. That's why I sent for you, old teacher. You pointed out the path. I know nothing of that. Yes, you sent me to the ancients for forgotten knowledge. Through them I learned of magic and the hidden truths of nature. But I have gone beyond the ancients. In a moment I shall make a man. I shall be a god. You bless me. Why? The race of whom this giant will be father, Frankenstein will be God's name. Not no. For I am greater than your lord. You're mad. Ha <laughs> This puny human tribe was he created. They must have delicate food, long hours of rest. They're weak, decadent, scourged with sickness, a prey to heat and cold. Compared to this child of Frankenstein's great genius, men are flies living out a summer day. Look at him there. He's tall, a marvelous strength, immune to weather, illness, and fatigue, with a brain that will grasp in a single hour all that man must take a year to learn. This machine will give him life. I pull the lever. What? Oh, no, no. <laughs> In a moment, he will breathe. And I shall have improved on nature. I shall have improved on God. The giant's flesh goes warm. There's pulsation in his veins. Soon he'll rise and walk. Great God. Oh, great Frankenstein. Victor, 
The beautiful contours of his body are very... What? His face is shriveling like a mummy. Becoming ugly. Mistake, you are creating a horror. Oh, my dear, I'll turn it off. Too late, he breathes. What? May God forgive you, Frankenstein. You've made a monster. I can't go back into that house. I can't look at him again. You must. You should not have fled from him an hour ago. You are responsible for him. You are his creator. You're right. I am the great God, Frankenstein. But how could he have changed so as I gave him life? I planned to sing a beauty. He produced a loathsome horror. Man cannot usurp the prerogatives of God. Let us go in. All right. Oh, why should I scare him? His frightfulness may be only that of an exterior that I, in some way, marred. I give him a brain capable of the most lofty thoughts, the noblest actions. Why, it's going to be all right. In the body of a fiend may be the nature of an angel. I, I planned this nature so. Victor, the laboratory door is open. He has burst the lock. Giant strength. He's gone. Mr. Wallman. What is that lying in the shadows? It's Madame Maurice. She didn't go to her sister. She saw him. She stayed at the place. Victor, she is dead. No, no. The throat has been cut by giant hands. The monster killed her. <laughs> no. I I, the great God, right. My boy, how does it feel to be on your feet again? Not bad after a year in bed, I'll wager. A year passed that awful night. Ah, here now. I forbid you to speak of that just yet. Oh, I'm quite strong now. And we must talk, Professor. This is the first opportunity I've had to be with you alone. Careful, Victor. Elizabeth is in the next room, and your mother. They don't know. No one knows but you and me. They think your ravings of the monster simply figments of delirium. And you have been quite mad, you know. Yes. Mercifully mad. Till a week ago, the darkness lifted from my brain to let me remember. And to fear. What other crimes is the thing I made committed since you brought me here? Where is he? You must tell me. You have nothing to fear, Victor. The monster is dead. Dead? Yes. You're not lying to me. You're not lying just to ease my mind. Oh. No. During the week after his disappearance, he was seen in several villages. And the superstitious farmers took him for a demon from another world. At last he was fired upon and wounded. A trail of his blood was traced to the edge of a mountain chasm a thousand feet in depth. We shall never hear of him again. He's really dead. Oh, 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 I feel as though the weight of time itself were lifted from my shoulders. I'm free again. My nightmare is over. There's nothing more to fear. Mr. Darling. Oh. Come in, my dear. I hope you will forgive my intrusion. I heard Victor's voice, and it sounded so different, so happy. I simply had to come in and see you. Oh, I am happy, dear. 
I shall be happy forevermore. You will be even happier if left with Elizabeth alone. <laughs> I know, young lover. Oh, really, Professor? <laughs> I'll see you later. Elizabeth. Dear sweetheart. Oh, how good it is to see you yourself again. You've been so ill, so close to death. But now I've returned to life. And to you forever. You mean... Until you go away again, back to your study, your experiments. No, my studies are over. My experiments are ended. Yes, I shall never enter a laboratory again. There will be no more postponements of our wedding. Then I shall have you all my home. Always. Always. Oh, my dear. You don't know how happy that will make me. I've been so jealous of the science which kept you from me. It seemed to keep you from even the start. I have come back to you. Oh, God. Elizabeth? Well, your mother is calling you. I must tell her. Perhaps we can be married right away. Tomorrow, if possible. How I love you. How I love you. Elizabeth! But tell me, Mother Frankenstein. Oh, I'm so happy. And I. Uh, happy. Happy. Happy! There's nothing now to fear. You're wrong. You! Polite! You're tired! The monster you created! <laughs> And Satan, these folks have got to wait till next time to hear the finish of this pretty yarn. Then we'll tell them some true facts about this Frankenstein and his monster that'll make their hair curl. <laughs> Them birds. 
Gay into one knee and hear the rest of our yarn about Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein! <laughs> I'll follow to this desolate place if you bad me. What do you want of me? Restore you my home, Frankenstein. This barren cave upon the mountainside, exposed to the winds and howling beach. Here I, the monster you created, live, whilst you reside in comfort. I want to show you my solitude, whilst you are planning marriage. I thought you'd dead. You made me too strong. The fall you heard had killed me, could not destroy my body. I simply disappeared from man because man has shut me out. Even you cannot bear to look at my repulsive being. Even you, my maker. You, my god. God. Great God, Frankenstein. Yes, yes, when you made me, so you called yourself. How did you learn that I was your creator? Upon that night when I first knew life, you fled from the horror you'd given breath from me. I was naked, it was cold. I wrapped a cloak of yours about me. There were papers in his pocket. When I learned to read, I found those papers were your notes of my creation. A pretty tale, they told, of how you made me from the refuse of the slaughterhouse and morgue by bartly man and bartly beast. You owe me recompense for the awful life with which I am dead. That is why I summoned you tonight, that you may pay your debt. What do you wish? A companion. Companion? Yes, Frankenstein. Oh, I hate you. Yet I love you. For you're all I have. Take pity on the thing you made. For I am lonely with a hunger that no man can ever know. You want me for your companion? No. You know more than other men can bear to look upon my frightfulness. Give me a creature as loathsome as myself. One who will not turn for me to hide its eyes in horror. You mean, create another monster? Yes. For everything upon this earth excepting me, there is a mate of my breed. I am Adam. Frankenstein, make me an Eve. Me? A female? Yes. No. Yes, you plan marriage. Why not I? No, no, no. Why, you might lose upon the world a race of monsters. A race would destroy mankind. I swear we'll do no harm, Frankenstein. I swear. never. I will do no more upon the powers of heaven. I experiment no longer with the mysteries of God. You will not create for me a mate? No, a thousand times. Yes, you yourself will take one. Beware, you made me strong. I can crush you like a shell. I'm not afraid of you. Only of life's secrets I have already probed too deep. I will not do the thing you are. Then stay! Right! No! I swear you now, at the hour of your greatest happiness, I will strike. Break to your heart, Frankenstein. Wait and fear, for I'll be with you on your wedding night. On your wedding night! <laughs> Can you be so sad tonight when all our dreams have just come true? Oh, I'm not sad, dear. Well, how could I be when at last you are my wife? Victor, you're keeping something from me. Oh, no, no. You are. Professor Waldman has been acting strangely, too. 
And the grounds outside are filled with strange men who look as though they were policemen standing guard. You have nothing to fear, my darling. No enemy who would harm you on our wedding night. Oh, of course not, darling. Why, what could I be afraid of on our wedding night? Victor, Victor, bring it Oh, yes, yes. Alec went, Miss Walman. Victor, Victor, come with me. Well, excuse me, Elizabeth. I must speak to your husband alone. What is all this mystery? It's nothing, dear. Now, you stay here. I'll explain everything when I return. Hurry, Victor. Yes, yes. Excuse me, dear. But, Victor, Close the door tightly. He's the master. He's the master. Police are in surrounds. Good. Come on. No, wait. He's coming. I can't leave Elizabeth in that room alone. If he's you, he's certain to strike, not her. And we have him in a net. He cannot get away. And leave me to him. At last, let me destroy the awful thing my hands have made. Elizabeth, quick! Back to that room! Oh, God, keep her safe! The door is locked! You little bastard! Elizabeth! Elizabeth! She's lying crumpled on the floor! That open window! The monster!
a strange story you tell, Mr. Frankenstein. You've pursued this man for 40 years. Oh, man. A monster sea. Over mountain and desert. Ocean and plain. In the bells of Africa, here to the Arctic Circle, I have followed. I always just behind. He always just ahead. Forty years, I have known no home, no friend, only solitude, misery, and an empty dream of vengeance. Now I'm dying. I can pursue no longer. There, there, man. Five days on that ice floor didn't do you any good. But our ship's doctor will soon have you on your feet and as good as new. And what you need now is lots of rest. So I'll leave you until morning. Good night, Mr. Frankenstein. Good night, Captain. Rest. Lots of rest. Yes, my father. You. I crept aboard the ship when darkness fell. I expected you. For we have reached the end. Yes, a God as miserable as is Adam. An Adam as sorrowful as is God. Sorrowful because your vengeance is over. No, Frankenstein. At the end, there is no longer heart for vengeance. All things cease. All things begin again. You're dying. The sun cannot survive the parent. Let me lift you in my arms. Carry to the deck. Yes. Tenderly, I bear you, for you're all I've had to love, all I've had to hate, Frankenstein. Forgive me at the end. I forgive. And forgiveness begs. Beneath these icy waters, let there be one grave for both you and I, creator and created by presumption. And your misery. We're at the rail. The waters wait below. Let us find peace together. Now. The end. The end. <laughs> and them's the true facts about the stuff. A Frankenstein. Come see us next week, and Satan and me will have another yarn to spin you. Yes?
God as miserable as his Adam, an Adam as sorrowful as his God. There is very little to say about this tale that hasn't already been said since its publication 204 years ago. But that quote from this adaptation is particularly chilling. And yet, at least the creature faced his creator, knew the mind of his creator, and knew his creator was aware of him. In an indifferent universe, that certainty is quite rare. Thank you for joining me in the Nerve Rackin Auditorium, and I hope you'll come again. But now it's time for you to rejoin the, uh, real world. I am Lord Bloodraw, and I'll be waiting here for you in the shadows of your mind until the next time you seek the darkness. Good night. <laughs>